Hello and welcome to a comfy, cosy episode of Deep Geeks. I'm Mark. I'm Avery. Hello. And this week we're looking at Knights of the Zodiac, which is Deke's translation of Saint Seiya, yeah. a, um, a 1980s Japanese anime. Now, hitting this, we came to a dilemma. Because there is nothing really to say about this show that we didn't say when we did Sailor Moon. And our Sailor Moon episode was just half an hour of us going, um, we can't really say much about anything here because the whole thing is plot and we haven't seen it all. Well, it's not only that, but it's also the fact that it's like, um, it, it's, it's the fact that it's kind of like this four kids type dub where they change around the names they change around the plot line they cut just straight up remove bits of plot from episodes um purely because they don't think it's appropriate or what have you um adding in these awkward transitions between scenes for it um so that was kind of like the majority of what we talked about outside of like the Oh, well, um, we would talk about this, but it's kind of part of a leading plot line, so... Um, yeah, well. we have basically two things to talk about, the incompetence and the lack of plot. Or rather, not the lack of plot, but the, our lack of ability to talk about a long-standing plot line that goes on for more than 100 episodes, which we have seen two or three. Here's the thing, I um, with Sailor Moon, I could actually pretty much withstand multiple episodes of that for as like gaudy as the voice acting was in that version of the show it was still at its base sailor moon and it was still fairly enjoyable for that yeah. reason i mean sailor moon started as a kid's comedy they made a kid's comedy out of it just yeah. for a different set of tastes yeah exactly but saint Seiya is one that doesn't really work when it's treated to this kind of four kids formula yeah. It's this, from what I can tell, this incredibly slow burn anime that is still going to this day. No, no. no. It's, well, it's a, well, no, but the franchise itself oh, is still yeah, the, going is what yes, it meant. Yes, yes. The, the original um, book, I believe, ended in about 1990, but I mean, that was sure. a five year. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah five yeah, years yeah, of manga yeah, and yeah, jump. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I was like faced with watching Knights of the Zodiac, which is what the Deke version calls it, when I was faced with watching it, like, for the first time, outside of the fact that I'm already pretty sleepy due to getting no sleep last night... Well done. Um, thanks. Outside of that, I just found myself unable to be interested in watching it whatsoever. It fails to engage the viewer in any way. And the only engagement it had was the fact that it has a fucking version of... Um, what the fuck's that song called? It's the Bowling for Soup cover of A Flock of Seagulls' is I Ran. That's it. Outside of that opening sequence, that tableau that it gives you, it fails to engage you in the plotline, namely because it fails to establish anything right at the start. It just throws you in at the deep end. We know a few of the basics. Well, yes, but the thing is, is we know a few of the basics because after watching two episodes of Knights of the Zodiac, I said, right, fuck this, let's go ahead and watch the actual properly done dub just to compare and contrast it. Yeah. The which... actual dub 
introduces it and establishes it. Yeah. And we get proper storyline. And did you know what? The actual proper dub, without all the edits and the changes, actually pretty engaging, kind of. It turns out things are a lot better when minor characters uh, who are fighting the main character have motives and are not simply yeah, there to too. attack the main character. Yeah, there is definitely a case of just a random side character attacking the main character for no apparent reason in Knights of the Zodiac. I mean, in the first episode, um, there is... Uh, a villain... Can you remember her name? Uh, the villain? Which villain What are you talking about? Uh, porcelain Mask Lady. There's two. Uh, are you talking about that, the, the one that is Sayer's por- friends or the one that is Sayer's enemy? I said the villain. The villain is called uh, Shiner. Shiner, yes. Or, or Shiner. Depending on the translation. Look, the pronunciation like. of the names are completely different. Um, And in the dub, we... The, in the dub, they're both dubs... In the Deke dub, we could not work out why she was why she hated um, Sayer, and it turns out that it's down to Greek nationalism. Yeah, the entire <laughs> like the opening fight sequence that sets up their that entire plotline is mostly cut out of the Deke dub. Yeah. Which is a problem, to say the least, considering you already failed to establish the law to begin with. Um, But we are very ahead of ourselves, not that we can be in this... Not really. We're not ahead of ourselves at all. That's the opening of the episode. Yeah, that's true. But we could do with um, just a bit of um, context for why we're looking at this show. Uh, what do you mean for context why we're looking at the show? We were looking up at various shows we have. We saw that we have the DVD of Knights of the Zodiac and went, Knights of the Zodiac? Yeah, Knights of the Zodiac, why not? And that's it. That's why we're looking at this show. Okay, the context for why Deke did it. I don't have that. I know this. Oh, well, then there you go. Go Basic- on, Mr. Fucking Wikipedia. Tell okay. your stuff. Basically, um, it all boils down to Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon was their attempt, or at least one of several attempts, as be, has been pointed out, at them doing Power Rangers, importing something from Japan and uh, with a teen dynamic that could be popular with children. Now, of course, Sailor Moon kind of flubbed originally. Uh, it got a bit of popularity and then crashed. But then, in the early 2000s, anime became hugely popular. And suddenly they got Sailor Moon again and they could sell Sailor Moon. But they needed something like that for boys. So this is just Sailor Moon for boys in Deke's eyes. Ah. This explains a lot. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? I feel like it would have done better had they not cut out various things like certain particularly violent scenes and all the blood and stuff. How about getting a show that was aimed at a young audience to begin with? Because this is definitely in the mid-tier yeah, of the show. Yeah, this is definitely uh, not the young young kids area. This is definitely teenagers. Put it this way. In the first episode, we see a bad guy's ear get cut off. Yes, which is completely... With another dad. dude's hand. It's yes. Astonishing. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you do see it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very wince-worthy. It's very wince-worthy. Yeah. It's... Uh, um, there's a lot of blood going on. 
which of course has no, been. No, there's not that much blood. It's it's a very light amount of blood. Um, it's. I've I mean, seen it's, more. It's blood. less than Fist of the North Star. Well, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, is you can't really compare Fist of the North Star well, because yeah. the entire point of Fist of the North Star is that the way that Kinshiro kills the dudes is that they explode in a fucking gory mess. Absolutely. It's like there's like there's levels to it, you know. There's, like, there's the level, the same level that uh, Fist of the North Star is on is the same level as Parasite the Maxim, you know. Like you can't really put compare those two levels. They're completely. But there different. are a lot of splashes of blood. There is blood every single fight scene. Yeah. Which they decided to colour blue. Yeah. Not only did they decide to recolor it or straight up remove it, they then decided to call it magical energies. Uh, or at yeah. least according to the Wikipedia. I assume I have... they come up, they discuss it at some point just to kind of justify the big globules of blue landing everywhere. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, I have this page of, like, random facts and information just to kind of get us by. I mean, and um, it's all devolved from the fucking Wikipedia page. So if something's wrong, if if you know the hot facts on Night of the Zodiac, then don't bother writing in because I honestly couldn't give any less of a shit. But I mean, you know. Well, what can you tell us about the plot then? Well, because... Wikipedia has this to say about the plotline okay. for Saint Seiya, right? The story follows five mystical warriors called the Saints who fight wearing sacred armors named cloths the designs of which derive from the various constellations the characters have adopted as their destined guardian symbols and empowered by a mystical energy called Cosmo. The saints have sworn to defend the reincarnation of the Greek goddess Athena in her battle against the other Olympian gods who want to dominate Earth. Okay, yeah, that's a cool basis. It would have been nice if we'd started there and not in, basically, a wrestling tournament. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean... It needed a kind of separation like Dragon Ball. Because here's the thing. With Dragon Ball, everyone thinks of Dragon Ball as like big muscle men, fiery red yellow hair going and shooting laser beams out of their faces and stuff, right? Right. But that's Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, whereas in the early days. Actual Dragon Ball is young Goku as a little monkey lad skipping about Earth trying to find the Dragon Balls. Yes. And making friends along the way and fighting in the Tenkaichi Budokai a bunch. It's nothing like Zed is. It's no. completely different. It's almost a separate series. The only thing that connects the two together, really, is like a vague bit of lore and the characters. Well, you get this with a lot of um, anime and manga, where they start off and they don't really know where they're going with it. Yeah, that that, that I um, definitely got that feel from reading Dragon Ball. Uh, I, I mean, I, I recently watched through One Punch Man, mm. and it's a few episodes in before, uh, the, before the writer evidently realised, hold on, we should probably make this just a general superhero parody, because uh, the One Punch Man thing, there's literally one joke going on here. When I say writer, I mean, when I say writer in this case, I do mean the mangaka, because it will be the exact same as the uh as the um the original manga but it's just the fact that this important plot element is barely mentioned before uh the kind of the fourth or fifth episode in a 12 episode series and before then it's a completely different plot yeah yeah i get i get the point there yeah and here all we all we've seen from the small selection of um knights of the zodiac that we've got is a fighting tournament 
It's definitely not a great start to the show. It's this not. This is a, a problem that I have with just the anime in general, not even just the deep dub. This is a thing that's prevalent regardless. I get that this might be a bit of a slow burn, which, sure, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually the case. It does just kind of need a Dragon Ball Z Kai style remake where it just cuts out the fluff and just gets on with it. Well, here's another thing. With Sailor Moon, you could do this. You could have the big slow burn plot because the fighting the monsters was episodic. There was a contained story in every episode. With here, it's all just continuation. There's one constant plot going on and other than the fact that it there's a fight in each and all the fights are pretty similar. There's nothing really to draw a person in uh, who hasn't been watching the previous episodes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's we watched, like, what, five, four or five episodes overall? And it, nothing happened across those few episodes. A couple of men had a fight, and that's about it. That's the like. Yeah. That is my good synopsis for the first five or so episodes. It's just men having fights, and while yeah, you could apply that to again Dragon Ball Z or Face of the North Star. Those are the two main comparisons here for some reason, mainly because they're kind of surprisingly close. Um, yeah, true. Like you can compare it. Like compared to those two, yes, you could apply the same. Like it's just two men having a fight, but. Here's the thing, there's actually stuff going on between those things. In Dragon Ball Z, you have all of the lore relationships, all the plot points kind of building up to these fights, and each fight leads up to a bigger fight, culminating in the arc-ending fight, which is the big finish, and it's like, oh shit, it's all going down. Yeah. Like, it, that builds it up. It's good. And also... It's interesting because it's a bunch of men screaming at each other for 50 hours, basically. Well, in in world time, basically. And it goes the same for 50 to the North Star. And that is equally fascinating in just Kenshiro's fighting techniques and him also making a lot of silly noises while killing a dude. Again, just a man screaming while fighting another guy. Still more interesting than the way that Saint Seiya does its fights. Yeah, I mean, it's, it isn't helped at all by the fact that uh, Knights of the Zodiac cuts off any bit of violence that it considers a bit too much for children, which completely changes the flow of the fight. Yeah, that too as well. That's, um, yeah, that's definitely I a mean, bad spot. It's somewhat better. I mean, for a 1980s, and it is the most 1980s looking anime... It this is, is a very 70s, 80s looking anime, yeah. Uh, I do love that art style dearly. Like, Space Station 99 or whatever it's called. Beautiful, gorgeous. Interstellar 555, whatever. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. I think that beautiful. was... Beautiful, gorgeous that was art style. Late 90s, wasn't it? It is late 90s, but it's, it's still in the same style. Is oh, yeah, point. yeah. It was. It, it doesn't matter what year it's from. It's the yeah, style you're right. that I'm talking about. It was a bit about. of a throwback, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, 100-foot uh, robot golf. Again, very much <laughs> the same style. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. But, and, um, they were going for that style. They did that style. It's a good style. Yeah. It works. I love the art style. It's just an art style 
cannot save a show from being horrifically mediocre and boring. Well, it's dated. That's what it comes down to. In the same way as the art style is dated, the style of storytelling is dated. And um, only the... Drop me paper. (laughs) And only the absolute best are remembered that fondly, I guess. There's a lot of love for mm. Sailor Moon that there isn't for... Um... What well, I mean, the difference between Sailor Moon and Saint Seiya is that Sailor Moon is actually a good anime. Well, that's... Mm, yeah, mm, it's a weird anime. It's a weird anime. It's good in the sense of it's really... It's a very fun, enjoyable rom. I'll tell you what Sailor Moon had that Saint Seiya doesn't. Sailor Moon at the time was unique. Yeah. They weren't doing team-based magical girls. Mm. Say Sailor Moon basically codified the magical girl um, Super Sentai team. Yeah. Whereas no, this sentai, is but, yeah. sorry, not quite Sentai. That's Sentai is a specific thing. That's but, basically um, Sentai. No, because they it's don't. It's the fight, Sentai they, No, because they don't fight a giant thing at the end in a giant robot. That's, that's true. There is. That's what giant Sentai. Robot. Sentai is a franchise. It's literally a genre of a separate genre of things. Okay, but the 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 superhero team, uh, each of which is each of which has a specific the magical girl team. Each of which has a specific color and uh, <laughs> and uh, theme. I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff from Sentai into Sailor Moon. I'm saying, regardless, this has a lot of those aspects, but I mean, it's. All just the same stuff. Speaking of the... It's Fist of the North Star with a bit of yeah, everything else. I was going to say, speaking of the um, similarities of the show between this and Fist of the North Star, fucking Sayers' fighting style is straight up lifted from Fist of the North Star. His poses, his animation, his movements, his actual attacks, yeah. all that's missing is the ta 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 Mudder, 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 mudder. No, you're thinking... No, what mudder, am I thinking of? Mudder, mudder, mudder is Dio from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Which is the other thing this is very like. Yes, well, no, it's... it's <laughs> In places. <laughs> it's got a bit of that vibe, but it's not as maximalist as Jojo's is. Yeah, I mean, um... Jojo's has the advantage of um, having dealt with another 20 years of... Uh, manga and uh, anime history over this to have finally picked the cheesiest, campiest tropes and just blown them up to a point that is um, utterly ridiculous and wonderful. I mean, my thing with JoJo's is you know it's going to be a good anime when you see that the sound effect text from the manga is actually physically in the anime as well. Oh, God, that thing is gorgeous. <laughs> it's so good. I just, I love the art styles of Jojo. It's so good. I really need to get back to watching it. Um, but that's beside the point. I... I mean, I, we could go through a couple of the characters, but I mean... I mean, at this point, we've, what, met three characters, maybe? Four of them. Four. Uh, Okay, so you've got... Well, I've got four notable main... Well, main-ish characters here. So we've got Seiya himself. Right. Uh, I'll go... 
Here is my descriptions I've written on this lovely piece of paper here. We've got Saya, he's the main lad, he's young, he's arrogant, and he has sparkling horse powers. Read right. Pegasus powers. That's correct. Um, However, in our dub, uh, he is also whiny and horrific. See, young and arrogant. A young and There's arrogant. Lit- those are literally similes of young and arrogant, my dudes. Uh, I mean, young... <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, I get you, but... You have to admit, the Deke dub makes him whinier. Yeah, I, don't I will whether, agree with that. I he... don't know whether it's the voice acting or simply the fact that because his opponent's motives aren't the same, he just comes off as an asshole. Yeah. It's, it's... Something has changed there. It... I, to be honest, the voice direction in, in the Knights of the Round Table, fuck off, Knights of the Zodiac, pardon me, the voice direction that is all over the place. Um, I mean, case in point, the second main character we've got here, Marin, or as is constantly mispronounced in the Deke dub, Marine. <laughs> um, she's the main lass, slightly older than Saya, more of a voice of reason. One of the two characters who inexplicably wear porcelain masks of a neutral disposition. Name is constantly mispronounced as Marine in the Deke dub. Yeah, I just mentioned that. Good job, me. Um, I assume she's some kind of priestess. I can't remember what she is. I did read up on what she is, and I can't remember what the fuck she is. <laughs> Regardless, but, she's a porcelain yeah. mask wearer. Yeah. And the other porcelain mask wearer is Shina, um, who is, I've written here, I guess the yin to Marin's yang. Is that the right orientation? Fuck knows. Who I don't knows? know, looks like an evil Marin. Same shitty mask and all. Fuck knows what this character is even for or what her deal is. Uh, in the You can act- tell I stopped giving a shit at this point. Yeah, fair enough. In the proper dub, uh, Greek nationalism, her sect were, wants to keep Sayers' armour in Greece because it's sacred to the Greeks. Uh, in the Deke dub, she's just a dick. <laughs> yeah. It does kind of lose out on that, huh? Um, oh, and also there's Sayori, who is the the girl in the purple robes that runs all the big fights. Uh, the princess. Uh, well, not quite. She's not a princess exclusively. She is in the deep, in the deep well, dub. sure, but... Ex- Even though her father is noted as being a lord. Yeah. That is not the way that royalty works. But I believe she is not a princess within the uh, actual dub. Uh, uh, no. Big fights are apparently happening, so the winner can obtain the MacGuffin of the show, the Sagittarius Gold Cloth. Uh, yes, that's uh, that, that's that, that's uh, that's still pointed out very often. Yeah, that's the big it's MacGuffin. The only it's thing, just a big that's... gold cloth. Yep. Can I just mention, like, by calling your main power thing a cloth, it severely reduces. The kind of value of that item in my mind's eye. I must get that gold handkerchief. Like, what the fuck? Like, give me horsepowers. I'm assuming it's kind of the. It's kind of um, mythological. Cloth of gold type thing. This is the part where I turn around and reveal. I don't know at all about mythology. But it's also a. It's. It was in the Japanese, the word cloth. Yeah, and they probably should have changed that because you can do that when you are using a borrowed word uh, that may not have the same connotations 
in the actual words language. Because, mm. uh, I mean, the thing is, the cloth in, like, their physical form is actually just basically a big fucking stone block. Um, I thought that was the container. Oh, it might be the container for it. Well, I mean, either, you don't see the cloth; you just see the cane container for it, which is a big fucking stone block. No, we saw the we we saw the cloth. It's just for some reason, uh, it was and it was horse armor. Oh right, yeah. It was but just, literal like, horse armor. I mean, it's horse themed armor, but it appeared in horse form, and then landed Pegasus on Pegasus armor, Marky. Come on. Get with it. Luke, there are multiple horses here. There's a <laughs> unicorn man as well. I assume he's a main character. As is the dragon man. Possibly? Possibly the dragon man. I can't remember the dragon... I can't tell. I don't give a shit. There is one last uh, line in this notes I've got here. It says, I think I lost interest at this point that I lost track of who the fuck the other characters are and which ones are actually plot relevant. Need Saint Saint Seiya Kai, to be honest. It's all... I mean, I assume they eventually get into adventures where they save the world and uh, fight gods. It's it's got to. Like, it can't just purely be about that. Otherwise, the, the opening sequences would be lying to us. Having said that... Uh, Deke cancelled this after about 24 episodes. Good riddance. <laughs> so, I don't think it ever got any... Uh, as an awkward side note... I think it was 24, note, but I can't remember. As an awkward side note, as far as I can tell, ADV released the proper uncensored dub around the same time as the Deke dub. Um, and I believe they released half of it, or maybe just slightly over half, and they plan to release the rest of it. And then they fucking died. Are you sure? Because my um my oh, wait, no, dub... they did actually no 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 I just remembered the um I think whoever owns the ADV rights actually managed to put out a complete collection of it on DVD. That's fair enough. Uh I might be wrong. I don't know. I the can't interesting remember thing anything. Is, the interesting thing is my Deke version is put out by ADV. Um yes, they are. The, Why? A- ADV published both. Uh, because they have the yeah. Yeah, they have the rights to Knights of the Zodiac slash Saint Seiya because they they were at the same time they were publishing the manga uh, Ah, which they they called Saint Seiya Knights of the Zodiac yeah I mean it's a perfectly good title I mean it's relevant yeah Uh, it's not really that much more to say about it no we have we can't even there's a reason why we have a comfy episode today we can't I mean, we can't even go into the what would we do with the 2018 remake of it because Netflix is making a fucking 2018 remake of it. Hopefully that's okay. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully that's all right. I think think this has potential with a bit of money behind it and a bit um, more modern sentiments, although I think it's CG rather than uh, Mm, traditional animation. Well, we'll see how that goes. Okay, so I guess the final thing is, uh, where are we ranking this? Well, obviously this is on the DNQ list, because Deke only uh, translated it badly, and edited it badly, and put in a lot of weird transitions badly. Um, I'd say this wasn't as bad as Little Clowns of Happy Town, which is our current lowest scoring DNQ. No, like, it was definitely more bearable than Little Clouds of Happy Town. It's just more... It's just boring than anything else. And yeah. That's not really a big offence, because it seems like it would be 
It seems like it would be a, a decent enough thing if it just had a snappier plot line, snappier writing, kind of get on a bit. Well, it'd, be be- it'd be better even if it just flowed in the same way as the original anime did. Yeah, that's who. I mean, there's, there's uh, no use talking about what could have been at this point. This is a... Uh, yeah, no, we're... We're just going to waste time if this we continue talking about the, uh, it. Yeah, the this show. is the ending of it. Um, uh, number two, we've got the power team. Yeah, I'm it's just not gonna, as good as the power yeah, team. Yeah, no, the power team was way better. Yeah. The power team was enjoyable for what it was. And also, we got to enjoy some classic 90s adverts at the same time. Absolutely. And, and <laughs> got to experience the wonders that is Johnny Arcade. Ah, yes, Johnny Arcade. Could this have been improved with Johnny... Never mind. (laughs) I think anything could be improved with the addition of Johnny Arcade, to be completely honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's the end of this episode, then. Uh, fuck it, I can't be arsed with this pre-recorded shit anymore. Lazy episode, we're gonna do a lazy outro, here we go. Uh, check us out on iTunes, it's on iTunes uh, Subscribe to us if you're not Review us on iTunes if you want to I guess, I don't know, tell your friends about us Maybe look at our website, mostlykobolds.com There we go Next week, an Earth Day special You know what that means <laughs>